Hey Seinfeld fans, we've got lots of really cool things we're planning for Bidwabask in the future. That's right, we're growing and evolving. And to help us in that process, we're asking you to take literally two minutes to answer a really small survey that we've set up. That's right, if you head to the link that's in our show notes of the podcast, we'd really, really appreciate it. We sure would. And uh, thanks so much for your support. And now on to this week's episode. Um, Daryl, these are people I know. Jerry, George. Nice meeting you. Uh, I gotta run, Elaine. I'll uh, see you later. Okay. Still no putty? Uh, I think his answering machine's broken, so I just gave up. <laughs> what do you think? What, about you dating a black guy? What's the big deal? What black guy? Daryl. He's black, isn't he? He is? <laughs> no, he isn't. Isn't he Elaine? You think? I thought he looked Irish. But I don't want to be a secondary character. Oh man, I feel so great. You know why, Steve? Why? Because we got our first ever Patreon subscriber. We do. That's fab. Our first ever Patreon subscriber. You sent me the message today, and, and I was, you were like, guess what? Yep. Yeah, that was sick. We're official. We're yeah. rich now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Two bucks a month. I've already drafted my job resignation. Yeah, I'm going to do mine too, yep. straight after this. I'm going to do like a, a really <laughs> eventful, dramatic one and tell my boss to stick it, you know, in some sort of... I don't know, movie fashion or something. I'm gonna, yeah, like speaking of movie fashion, I'm going to do a Jerry Maguire style. You know, Tom Cruise, he just goes in and he just does his big resignation. I ashamedly have never seen Jerry Maguire. Oh, I realise it's a classic and I should, but never seen it. Ah, oh, Steve. What do I do? <laughs> what can you do? I don't know. I've got to rethink my life. Yeah. <laughs> no, your life's fine. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Welcome to, but I don't want to be a secondary character, a Seinfeld podcast where Ivan and I, who's across from me, yeah. say hello, Ivan. Hey. We talk about the secondary characters of the show. And this week, we are going to a lesser known, but still good season nine episode, The Wizard. That's right. That's episode 15 of that season. One of the very last episodes yep. ever of Seinfeld. Yep. Um, I really loved the B story with George and the Rosses. I thought it was fantastic. It is good. Yeah, and I thought it was great because, you know, we talked about the Rosses last week in, in last week's episode and we get to talk to them a bit about them again today. Yeah, it's kind of like the last week was the beginning of their arc and this week is basically the ending. I think it's the last episode they appear in. Yeah. Or at least in, in a major way. So it's sort of like a nice bookend mm. uh, to their to their arc overall. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. We also decided last week that we will be doing a What's the Deal with episode on the Rosses at some point in the future. Mm-hmm. So we'll elaborate fully on their story at that time well the what's the deal with episodes due in a couple of weeks okay so not next week the week after so we gotta we gotta think fast yeah <laughs> we've, we've already covered it maybe we should leave it for a while we should not talk about the rosses for a while yeah exactly and uh, as we mentioned before we have our first ever patreon subscriber so thank you very much to uh, tim yep uh for subscribing he's now a two dollar a month patron so as well as a shout out on the podcast he actually gets access to bonus content that we have planned so uh next week we're going to do a patreon only special episode of something that's right yeah. and if uh, you want to hear what we will be doing on patreon you can head to patreon.com forward slash b-i-d-w-b-a-s-c for two dollars a month you get access to exclusive content uh weekly fortnightly we're not sure yet um and that will take 
various forms. Yeah. Um, and if you don't want content, but you still want to support us and give us cold hard cash, you can pay $1 a month. That's right. And they're Australian dollars, by the way. So if you're from North America, that's like 75 US cents. If you're from Turkey, maybe wait a while because the uh, lira has been crashing and burning lately. <laughs> yeah, so, I've read you know, that. If you're in a, if you're in a, if you're on a, if you're, yeah, if you're Turkish or if you live in Turkey, yeah. maybe wait a while because you'll probably be paying like $27 Australian a month by the time it, yeah. it, uh, converts oh more money for us true, true. <laughs> actually if you're from turkey pay yeah patreon please <laughs> That'd be well, great. yeah as well as patreon we're also available on social media our handle is at bidwabask uh instagram twitter facebook we're all there yeah uh you can access us on any podcast service so mm-hmm. if you go to your podcast machine and type in <laughs> bidwabask or seinfeld we'll come up or even your wizard calculator your wizard you know, calculator your wizard organizer i mean your tip calculator yeah let's be real you pay 200 dollars for a tip calculator <laughs> it not, does other things does other things no 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 deal not hot <laughs> that's right and uh finally we are we do have a website bidwabask.com oh sorry and finally finally we have an email address most oh, importantly so if you want to get in contact with us about episode ideas or if you just want to have a yarn to us uh, email us at bidwabask.com uh, sorry bidwabaskpodcast at gmail.com yeah that's the one yeah. <laughs> something like that yeah bit off it tonight indeed oh well shall we get into Seinfeld news sounds good Okay, like last week, only three bits of Seinfeld news. Three this, out of three. Three out of three. two weeks. Yep. And for the third week running, nothing to do with Jerry. <sighs> Jeez, Jerry, what are you doing? I know. What are you doing to us, man? I think, I, yeah, he's just lying low. He's probably thought, these guys from Australia, they're talking about me all the time. I think I'm going to go into hiding. Yep. The, since we started reporting on him weekly over the last year and a half, there's just too many paparazzi around him. Yeah, we're, we're the Seinfeld artsy. Yeah. <laughs> Get the inside scoop. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, so to kick off the news, a sitcom writer by the name of Andy Cohen, uh, and in the past he's written for Cheers, Third Rock from the Sun, and of course Seinfeld. Oh, that's quite a resume. Yes. He's written a new book, and it's called, and this is a mouthful, Banging My Head Against the Wall, A Comedy Writer's Guide to Seeing Stars. And uh, in the book, he talks a lot about his writing days on mm. sitcoms. Yeah. Uh, a lot of revealing stories. Uh, and apparently he talks a lot about his frustration with Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, okay. When he was a writer. So apparently he pitched lots of ideas for episodes. A lot of them were rejected. Um, and even apparently, I don't know whether this claim is real or not, but uh, a lot of his ideas were rejected. But then uh, when he wasn't on the show, were actually used as like A, B and C plots. Oh, seriously. So some of his so, so ideas were like up, Jack. So he came up with the ideas. Yeah. And then... Not yeah. not every idea, no, not but every apparently idea, he claims one, yeah. that some of his ideas were used in later later seasons when he wasn't uh, on staff anymore. Oh. So they obviously kept them in the uh, in the bank maybe. and then pulled them out. <laughs> maybe he came up with the plot for the wizard. Yeah. Elaine doesn't know if he's dating. she's dating a black guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, he did uh, his most notable notable episode uh, was the opposite. So oh. he actually pitched that to Larry. Larry loved it, and then they turned it into what is undoubtedly a classic episode of Seinfeld. Wowee. Yeah. So that was his idea. Yep. Gee. So uh, I believe it's released in September or October. Um, and there's a fair few articles floating around out there. His name's Andy Cohen, so go check it out. Oh, for sure. I might get a copy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, second bit of news, and this is easily my favorite for the week. A Suburb called Coromel. Coromel? C-O-R-R-I-M-A-L. Coromel? Where's that? It's in Wollongong. Oh, okay. In New South Wales and Australia. That's right. Yeah. Uh, They have a brand new street. Jerry Street? Nope. No, no, we're not talking about Jerry today, are we? No, we're not. It's a Jerry-free zone. It is. Yeah. 
However, it is a Festivus zone, so it's called <gasps> Festivus Lane. Wow. Yep. So uh, how it happened is a resident of the area, his name was Scott Morgan, um, I think they take council submissions for new streets, like when there's a new development or if they're building new parts of suburbs, the local council asks the public to submit name ideas. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then they're, they're probably put through like a panel or some sort of uh, judging process. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, they're they're agreed upon. Wow. So Festivus Lane got picked. Festivus Lane got picked. That's crazy. So in this suburb or in this area where uh, Scott Scotty Morgan lives, uh, every year they have like a, a local Festivus. So it's like a street party mm-hmm. or a block party. Yeah. But they call it Festivus. Nice. Um, yeah. And it's not even really to do with Seinfeld. They kind of just jack the name from Seinfeld and it's just a, 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 a Christmas party they have every year. That was like last year. Do you remember at Melbourne Central how they had the mm. Festivus? But it wasn't really Seinfeld related. There, like there were bits of it. Seinfeld references, but it wasn't fully Seinfeld related. It, yeah. It was loosely Seinfeld themed. Yeah. They yeah, kind yeah. of just took the name because everyone associates it with Seinfeld and yeah, why not? Uh, yeah. So that's uh, pretty cool. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. And third and finally, and this is uh, ending Seinfeld news this week on a good note. Uh, we've been tracking uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus's uh, progress since her diagnosis of breast cancer last September. Yeah, we have. After yeah. her historic Emmy uh, win. Her sixth or seventh in a row. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, through the year, it's been hinted at that she will return for Veep Season 9 mm-hmm. uh, yep. eventually when she's well enough. And excellently, uh, she went back into the writer's room and now she's actually beginning filming. Excellent. So season nine is uh, in production at the moment. It is being filmed. Um, I don't know when it wraps, but it is due to air, and it is the final season uh, next year sometime. Very good. So, yeah, that's awesome, and that's all the Seinfeld news for the week. Very excellent news to uh, finish up on, Steve. Indeed. Um, This week's plot synopsis for The Wizard is quite large. Okay. It's massive. Like well, I've noticed the season nine episodes we've done, the plot synopsises are just freaking huge. Yeah, I think I've noticed. So. I think it's a case of the way they're written. Each character has their own uh, their own plot line, and then they kind of all come together at the end. Yeah. Before we get into the plot, why don't we take a break? Yeah, quick break. Um, before we do, I've got some notes on today's characters. Uh, okay. It's going to be Daryl Nelson, mm-hmm. uh, as well as one of your curmudgeon old dudes, Sid Luckman, who reminded me a lot of like Alton Bennis. When I first watched the episode, I was watching it in my room and I was doing something and yeah. I just heard his voice. <laughs> And I thought it was uh, Jack Klompus. And I was like, oh, Klompus. But then I'm like, hang on, that can't be Klompus. He lives at another retirement yeah, village. Yeah, he lives at the other part of Delbuck of his time. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, I turned and it was Sid. So another one. <laughs> it was He's like the bastard child of Alton and yeah. Jack Klompus. Yeah, he's like the long lost cousin or something. I, I thought it was Lawrence Tierney for a second. Yeah, <laughs> very similar voice. <laughs> very similar. I think he's smoked a few cigarettes in his life. Oh, a few. Anyway, quick break and we'll talk about them and maybe some other characters. Hello, folks. Matt McCoy here, a.k.a. Lloyd Braun from Seinfeld. And I'm telling you right now, I do not want to be a secondary character. Hello, we are not available now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. Welcome back to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. This week we are talking about The Wizard. And uh, so far we've taken you through some, through some Seinfeld news. And uh, Ivan's going to go through the hefty task of this week's plot synopsis. Man, I need a wizard calculator just to help me get through all this. <laughs> Seriously, man. It's ridiculous. If you were getting paid for your time, I'd use a wizard to calculate the tip. Yeah. <laughs> 10%. 15%. 15%. Well, 10% is considered bad form in the States. Oh, is it? Okay. I think even 15 these days is considered the minimal 
17 and a half to 20 is like good. So 20 is like optimal. I think 20 is like premium if if some if a server or a wait person, you know, was excellent and they really looked after you and everything about the restaurant or wherever you're eating is great. 20% is good. 17.5% is yeah, they did a good job. 15 is like, well, it wasn't great, but, but it could have been I'm, better. I'm not going to be an asshole and not tip them. Well, I'll remember that for my US trip when I go in a couple of months. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, plot synopsis, season 9, episode 15 of this wonderful show Seinfeld, The Wizard. First aired in the US, February 26th, 1998. This one was directed by Andy Ackerman, written by Stephen Luckner. Jerry buys his dad a $200 wizard organizer for a birthday present as he plans to go down to Del Boca Vista Phase 3. George receives a message from Susan's parents, the Rosses. Jerry and George debate about the race of Elaine's new boyfriend, Daryl. He's played by Samuel Bliss Cooper, and that intrigues her. George returns the call from the Rosses. The Foundation is having an event that weekend, but George doesn't want to attend, so he comes up with a story that he has to close on his close on his house in the Hamptons. I've been lying, lying about my salary for a few years, so I figured I could afford a house in the Hamptons. Yeah. <laughs> Kramer announces his retirement. From what? When he tells Jerry and George about a Hollywood big shot and having options for his coffee table book about coffee tables. The one with the legs on them? From what? The grind. <laughs> the grind. What grind? <laughs> what grind? Elaine finds evidence that leads her to believe that her boyfriend is indeed black. Susan's parents see George on the street in the city during the time he's supposed to be in the Hamptons. Jerry wakes up early in the morning to give Morty his present and he claims that he got the wizard for only 50 bucks. Morty is only impressed by by it being a tip calculator. Although Jerry claims it does other things. Later, he discovers Kramer's moved to Del Boca Vista to join the other retirees. What are you doing here? I'm retired. As he lives next door to Morty and Helen after the neighbour died, Jerry comments to Kramer that he can't move to Del Boca Vista for phase three as that's where old people go to die. Other people. Not you. Other people. <laughs> I love the look that they give him. Yeah. Just sort of give him this, like, death stare. Yeah, I know. Elaine laughs when Susan's parents ask her about George's house in the Hamptons, revealing the lies. Elec- an election is held for president of the Del Boca Vista Condo Association. Jerry recalled how his father can't run because he was impeached from the Pines of Mar Gables Phase 2, as seen in the Cadillac Part 2. Morty says, I was never impeached. I resigned. Helen then comments at the press from the local newspaper the Boca Breeze would bury Morty. After hearing from Sid Luckman that Kramer had won a date with the Aquasize instructor, Morty decides that Kramer should be elected condo board president of Del Boca Vista Phase 3, so Morty will run things from behind the scenes like a puppet regime. Elaine schemes to try and determine her boyfriend's race. As George finds out the Rosses knew that he lied, they allowed him to continue lying. He keeps building on his lie and picks up the Rosses to take them to the Hamptons to see who'll blink first. Kramer begins his campaign and the Boca Breeze has good things to say about him and it's mentioned by Jerry in his call to Elaine that Kramer's opponent is an unnamed guy in a wheelchair. When Elaine's boyfriend says that they're an interracial couple, she's convinced he is black. And also uh, Kramer gets a very scandalous article written about him in the local newsletter. Um, And upon hearing this, Morty decides that maybe we should give wizards to the other 20 board members. As a bribe. Yeah, and then Jerry goes, I don't know, they're $200 each. And then Kramer goes, I know a guy. Bob Sacramento's father. Wow, yeah. 
<laughs> so apparently he can get the uh, the wizards. He can get them hot. He can. They're hot. They're hot. He's probably connected with the uh, Serbian showerhead seller. Oh, probably. Yeah. Probably running the same circle. Possibly. Yeah. From the showerhead. It's all like one front. Yep. You know, just one big vast criminal empire. <laughs> yeah, basically selling hot goods. Yeah. Out of the back of vans. Hot showers. Hot showers. Hot wizards. Hot wizards. Yeah. <laughs> Elaine discovers her boyfriend is indeed not black, and that he referred to them as an interracial couple because he thought she was Hispanic. Uh, Bob's father comes through with what is said to be wizards, but they're actually willards. Willards? Yeah. Okay. Mine doesn't have a number seven. <laughs> they turn just, out to be Just the cheap knockoffs. The cheap knockoffs, yeah. And that basically ruins Kramer's uh, election chances. Yep. The people have spoken. They lose all faith in him. Pretty much. And Kramer decides to move back to New York mm-hmm. as he loses the election. That was easily the longest plot synopsis we've ever done. Mm, I think so. Good work. Yeah, thanks, man. And during the credits, George and the Rosses reach the Hamptons, where he blinks first and the truth is revealed. The Rosses <laughs> confirm that they dislike George and they blame him for Susan's death. Mm. And the three of them then head back to Manhattan. Yep. Uh, other secondary characters include Vic Helford as Tom, uh, Jeanette Miller as Old Woman, that's what she's credited as, uh, Murray Rubin plays Reuben, Barney Turpin plays Waitress Number One, Constance Zimmer was Waitress Number Two. I'm pretty sure Barney Turpin was the African American waitress, you know, the one yep. that's in a couple of scenes. Yeah. Um, the one who they pay a lot of money out of yeah, guilt exactly. to. Yeah, white guilt, yes. Yeah. <laughs> white guilt costs. White middle class guilt. Exactly. Uh, Mike McShane, McShane rather, plays the hot dog vendor in an uncredited role. Mm. Yeah. He does reappear in a later episode, though. He does have a name because he. Uh, it's in the. Is it the reversal? No. No, it isn't. The, I think it's the betrayal. The betrayal. Is that the one that's in. That, that's in reverse. In, I'm pretty in sure reverse. it's the betrayal, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. uh, Kramer threw a snowball at him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. What's his name in that episode? Oh, He's got a name. It's like, it's like a three a three letter yeah. thing. Anyway, um, look yeah, it up. We'll find it. Anyway, cool. A uh, bit of trivia about the episode, Steve. What yeah. You no, you start. Okay. Larry David, uh, you probably noticed this, Steve. He's featured twice in the condo board newspaper. Um, two smaller headlines say Larry David hurts elbow and Larry David never to play golf again. Again. I don't know why that's capitalized, but who knows? yeah, who knows? <laughs> well, he's played golf before. Yeah, true. Another bit of trivia. So George's line of, you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. <laughs> is actually a direct lift from the first Tim Burton Batman film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, doesn't Bruce Wayne say that? Yeah, he does. Yeah, so yeah. Michael Keaton plays Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Uh, it's a really good scene where he is, I think he's visiting uh, Vicky. Um, and the Joker's there and he's like you want to get nuts let's get nuts oh, that's right he goes and then, on ape shit doesn't yeah, he yeah and then yeah, Jack yeah. Nicholson just pulls out a gun and shoots him yeah <laughs> yeah uh, do you have any other trivia uh, yeah there's a few clues about Elaine or what Elaine uses to conclude that Daryl is black um, at his apartment she hears hip hop music mm-hmm. even though it's the neighbours uh, Daryl has various African artifacts in his apartment. He claims he's from South Africa, and he moved from South Africa many years ago for obvious reasons. Apartheid. She's like, yeah, yeah, of course. Yes. And ironically enough, the actor Samuel Bliss Cooper, who plays uh, Daryl, he is from the Hamptons. He oh, wow. graduated from East Hampton High School. Huh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. And the wizard computer was actually manufactured by Sharp, believe it or not. It was actually a real... Uh, a real item, Sharp Corporation. Uh, the first model was the OZ7000, uh, released in 1989. Yep. Yes. And uh, apparently it had always been a desire for Seinfeld writers to write an episode or write part of an episode dealing with race, and they didn't really know how to go about it. Mm. But a scrapped idea was uh, an episode with Elaine getting lost in Harlem, mm-hmm. um, but 
the idea was abandoned because apparently they couldn't get the tone right. Yeah, I, I could imagine, you know, it could go the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if they had a show, even though it's not 2018 and it definitely wouldn't go down now, but even in the 90s, if they had a, a white middle-class woman, you know, being fearful in Harlem because she's surrounded by African-Americans and African-American people doing African-American stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it could, if it's not, yeah, it's just too, no, too just, tricky. No, yeah, yeah, even in the 90s, you're right, man. Yeah, it's, it's probably too much. Yeah. yeah. Not not very good. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about some secondaries. All right, how about Daryl while we were talking about him? Sure. Yeah, played by actor Samuel Bliss Cooper, known for appearing in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Dark Streets. Uh, mm. Yeah, I try to find any other well-known acting credits he has, but he hasn't really done anything since 2008. Yeah, I know. Kind of uh, tailed off in the early 2000s, and then he stopped 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. First thing I wanted to know, or I was trying to figure out, and I wanted to ask you, is how old do you think Daryl is? I'd say late 20s. He's probably younger than Elaine. Yeah. He looks like he's 25, 26. Yeah. And I couldn't figure out what job he does. I mean, it's obviously high. If he's being truthful. He he earns a lot of money. Yeah. yeah, If he's being truthful, he earns over 100K a year. Mm, He does, yeah. Yeah. Really? Not that that matters. No, of course not. Would he be an art dealer? Maybe he deals with the art. Maybe Maybe. he uses that as like... Commerce, you know, he, yeah. he, he trades. Or he could he be. Sells, yeah. yeah. Now, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. If he has access to rare or, you know, exotic African art, mm. um, that would line up. That would line up, yeah. Mm. No, I'd say so. Or I don't know. It's really hard to tell, like, what people's jobs are, mm. you know. But I think he's probably works for an art dealer, maybe a museum. He's always he's very well cura- dressed. He's probably a curator or yeah. maybe or something like that for a know. museum. Yeah. I, don't, I don't imagine people at museums would get paid a lot. Oh, I always feel like if he's, like, yeah, I guess up so. there, you know. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. One theory I had was maybe he works in IT because he comes across as a bit of a nerd. He's very clean cut. Yeah. And very sort of straight laced. But he does dress pretty well though. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Couldn't tell. There was there was no clues, strong clues to suggest what he does. Or maybe he owns like a dot com company. Oh. You know, it was during the dot com boom, mm-hmm. you know, like the late nineties, yeah. two thousands, like yep. two thousand one it ended, two thousand two. Yeah. Maybe he uh, he started one of those dot coms. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense too. And then his hobby is art and because he, he clearly he's still patriotic for South Africa, he uh, he buys art from Africa. Hmm. Yeah. He's uh the the proto Elon Musk. Yeah. A South African tech entrepreneur who came to America and made it. Basically. Yep. <laughs> well he probably lost it. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. he did re- hopefully he did make it. I'm sure he did. Yeah. Uh I'm surprised by how disappointed he seems when uh, he discovers that Elaine is white. Yeah, you know, like I he, know. He's, it's almost like he wants a, a girlfriend who isn't white as I, some sort of exotic mm, accessory or something. I think, yeah, speaking of exotic, I think he has a thing for exotic women. Mm. I think he probably he likes Asian women, Hispanic women. Yeah. I reckon he Just non-white women. Non-white. I reckon, yeah, he, he likes different different races, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was just surprised that he seemed really disappointed. He was like, oh. So we're both just white people? Yeah, he's so know. white bread. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's very white bread. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. him, but he's just so, just blur. Yeah. Just, I don't know. He's a loaf of fucking tip top <laughs> with no butter, no margarine. Just good on you, mum. Good on you, mum. <laughs> Daryl's the one. Good on you, mum. <laughs> he's the one on 100K. Yes, he's the one. Maybe he work, maybe works at a white bread company. Um, he works for Tip Top. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he probably works for Bebo Basque. Bebo Basque. In case you're wondering who that is, my uh, father is sitting, well, up until now, silently in the background. Yeah, he, was, he was a previous guest on an episode. If you go all the way back to season one, episode 10, yeah. both of my folks guested on that episode when we talked about Seinfeld's parents. Seinfeld parents. Yeah. And uh, he's just sitting up until now silently in the background so yeah so feel free to make as many clips as you like Kevin yeah thank okay. you boys 
Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> no problem. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, I really liked his character. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just... I thought he was really good. Um, yeah, very interesting mm. and very well acted, I think, by uh, by Samuel. I think... Uh, considering, the, considering what was written, you know. For sure. Yeah. yeah, no, he did a lot with it. I think the show dealt with the awkwardness of, you know, middle-class white people trying to talk about race in a non-racist way quite well. Mm-hmm. I think even these days, you know, in a more sensitized and, uh, you know, tricky media landscape where talking about race or gender is a bit more... Uh, precarious. I think if this episode was made now, it oh, would go down well. It would? I think so. You think it would? I think they dealt with it pretty well. I mean... I think it would be the opposite. I don't think really? it would go down too well, yeah. Okay. Why is that, though? Ah, oh, you know, some people take things very seriously mm. and they'll say you're just... It's cultural appropriation or something. I think okay. I think there'll be backlash, actually. Yeah, true. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's just me. Yeah. No, no, fair enough. I guess even just talking about it, even if it's in a non... Uh, you know, in a safe way, just the idea of talking about it can set some people off. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Especially because race relations in America can be pretty yeah. know, tenuous. That's true. You know? Yeah, well, they are. <laughs> they are. True. So, yeah. Do you have anything else about Daryl? No, nothing else about Daryl. I mean, I like his character. Yeah. Um, I don't think he appears in any more episodes, but him and Elaine end up going to the Gap. They do. So, you know. Yeah. Which is a white... Definitely. In the 90s was like a white person. Still shop. is, man. Still is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I went to the Gap in England when I visited my sister in May. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just... Middle class white people everywhere. White people. Like, I'm then, amongst my own. And and we talked about yeah, amongst my own. One of us. One yeah. of us. Speaking of um of the gap, that's where Mickey and uh, Kramer met their uh their double dates. It's true. They met about the gap when we mm. talked about Mickey a few episodes ago. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. the gap then might have been both. the same store that Daryl and Elaine went to. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Unless I'm sure there's going to be more than one gap in yeah. New York and Manhattan. Yeah. Surely. Gaps are everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of gaps. Should we talk about one of your one of your mates? Come on, old dude. Sure. Sid Luckman. Love him. Played by Lawrence Tierney. No, just kidding. Played by actor Edgar Small. <laughs> you were getting excited just then. You were like, Lawrence Tierney? Really? I love that guy. <laughs> yeah. Even too. though he was a prig. I love him. <laughs> you pulled a knife on Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Edgar Small appeared in another 48 Hours and Alien Nation uh, films. Uh, he passed away on December 26, 2003. He was aged 83. Mm. And he talks like Alton Bennis and Jack Clumpus. Yeah. He's yeah. definitely smoked a few cigarettes in his life. Mm. And I love how there's like a Jack Clumpus like character in the new part mm. of Del Boca Vista. Yep. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine, I like to think that every in every retirement facility in Florida and elsewhere, uh, that there's at least one Jack Clumpus-y type guy. Yeah, you know, I Just so. a bit of a shit stirrer, a harder guy, you know, talks like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I'm going to believe and I'm, and I'm happy with that. Hey, Morty. What's wrong with these tip calculators? I didn't really have anything about Sid because he only appears in one scene. Oh, a couple of scenes. Does he? Yeah, a couple of scenes, yeah. Hmm. He he walks in, he goes, hey, Kramer scored a date with the Aquasizens, the young oh, Aquasizens yeah. instructor. She's 50. Jerry's <laughs> like, she's 50. And then, you know, when um, when they find out that the Willards, you know, mm. are cheapo, cheap knockoffs, he goes, you, Kramer, are finished. That's right. Yeah. Yep. You, Kramer, are finished. Well, I guess... Based on that, I think he's a bit of a wheeler and a dealer. I think yeah. he's got a, a higher profile than most at, at the um, at the facility. Yeah, well, Seinfeld has proven that there's even politics at retirement villages. Yeah, you know, with uh, you know Morty going for the uh, you know the presidency again at uh, Dubaca Vista back in the Cadillac, and then getting impeached. And, yeah, yeah, ca- and that carried through to another retirement village. It did. Yeah, oh, it's politics. I think didn't we talk about this when we did? Was it the pen? Yeah, I think we talked about like old people and how it could be like organized crime yeah you know, they're like sneak 
you know, like extra biscuits in or, you yeah. know, extra tea bags. And yeah. I don't know. I think we, we talked about something like that. I remember talking about yeah. it. I don't remember exactly what we said, but we did for sure. Yeah, yeah. If you go back to the pen, we talked about how, you know, old people's homes could be like racketeering, you know, ventures, <laughs> you know, for some of the elderly, you know. Yeah. I think it was something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, I don't have a lot to say about him, but I liked him. Yeah, Mostly I, because of who he reminded me of. As soon as I saw him when I watched the episode, I was like, Stephen's going to love him. Yeah, I do. <laughs> he's one of your characters. He is. One of your dudes. Don't have a lot to say about him, but I like him. Yeah, he's in your top 20, isn't he? That's right. <laughs> oh, he is? Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Oh, we'll find out. Uh, did you want to talk about the Rosses in this episode? Uh, yeah, sure. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, as we mentioned last week when we uh, when we talked about the Rosses for the very first time, uh, Warren Frost played Mr. Ross, Henry, and uh, Grace Sabritsky played uh, Mrs. Ross. That's right. Yeah. We did talk about uh, their evolution last week. So last week uh, was their first ever episode, The Cheever Letters, where yeah. they appear. And they're obviously very... Uh, Strain their relationship strained mm. um, for many many reasons. If you want to know why and uh, what we talked about, go listen to last week's episode. But uh, we did. I did make mention um, of the fact that they they grow to love each other again they throughout do. the series, mm-hmm. and I think it's really well exhibited in this episode. The fact that they both unite just to they they know that they're going to trap George. They yeah. know they know that he's going to make a fool of himself, and that is where. That's where they draw their strength from as a as a married couple now. Exactly. And you can see that they're very crushed by Susan's death. For sure. Even um, Henry, when he walks in, he's wearing a gown mm. and he looks all mopey and depressed. And then yeah. he goes, oh, I'm going back to bed. Yep. You know, when, uh, when Mrs. Ross is on the phone to George. For sure. In that scene. Other than John Cheever's death, uh, I think Susan's death would have been the hardest thing to deal with in, in his oh. life up until that point. Oh, his daughter, so. his daughter dying. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I think that would, that would trump John Cheever. For sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. Who knows? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and I love how they say right at the end, we, you know, we don't like you, George, yeah. and we, we blame you for what happened to us. Just straight up. And then George just realizes, he goes, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. You, know. you can't really argue with that. No. It's like, course. you're a piece of shit, and we don't like you. Yeah. And but, it's like, okay, fair enough. But my, my favorite part of that episode was George getting fucked over by the Rosses. Yeah. It <laughs> and is they're, both very, it is very outdo, satisfying. they're both trying to outdo each other. Yeah. They're trying to see how far they're going to go. Mm. Let's go past that antique store and get you a housewarming gift. And George's like, housewarming gift. Time to take it up a notch. <laughs> it is very satisfying when they just get to the beach and it's nighttime. Yeah. It's just like, we've got to walk from here. <laughs> and they're like, all right, let's go. Yeah. Get in hand. That's that's my favourite part of the episode. It I is think, good. Yeah, yeah. It's very satisfying. Not just for uh, an end of this episode, but just for the end of the the, the, the relationship between the Rosses and uh and, and Costanza. At least till the finale. For sure. When they, you know, scream that he murdered her. Yeah. You know. Yep. When the doctor says he had restrained jubilation. Mm. Um, do you want to talk about anyone else? Do you have any other notes on anyone? Uh, not really, no. How about you? Uh, the only thing I have is a couple of notes on the hot dog vendor. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's played by... Michael McShane. Michael McShane, yeah. Yep. yep. He excellently appeared in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh, yeah. Yep, he was Friar Tuck. Oh, nice. And uh, also Office Space, one of the best movies ever. Made, oh, ever. It's ever, a good ever, one. ever, ever, ever. It's a good one. Yep. He's the paranoid guy. I think his name's Mark or Mike. Oh, and he gets fired for being useless. Guy. And isn't he the one that gets assigned to the basement? No, like no, they kept no, putting him in like shitty parts of the building. No, that's Milton. Oh, that's like Milton. Upping down the building. That's right. And they put no, him no, in like the basement. No, no, no. That's oh, different. Okay. Different actor. Yeah, yeah. Um, he is the guy who gets fired. 
Oh, yeah. And they go over to his house for a barbecue. And it's, I think he has a car accident. And then he gets a payout for like a million dollars. Oh. And he's like in a wheelchair and he's bent, like he's broken every bone and he can oh, barely talk. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he's talking to, uh, oh, what's the main character's name? I can't remember. Because he knows that the main character hates his job and he yeah. wants to get out of it. Yeah. And he's like, you've just got to keep fighting, mate. You know, like, you know, because sometimes good things happen. You know, if you just keep keep your, um, you know. <laughs> and he's and, crippled. Yeah, and he's crippled. <laughs> and, and again, I can't remember the main character's name. He's just like, yeah, cool. Like, I'd rather have a, a shit job than be completely and utterly crippled. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Disabled. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. And he also invents the uh, jump to conclusions, Matt. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I have to watch it again. Oh, man, it's, it's such a good episode. Mike Judge is a uh, god amongst men. For sure. Yeah. I can't watch that movie because every time I do, I'm just like, I'm just going to quit life. I'm, not, I'm just not going to pay bills anymore. I'm just going to quit my I'm job. I'm just going to get my fax machine and just smash it yeah. with a baseball bat yeah. or whatever they do. Yeah, I'm yeah. just going to opt out of life. I'm like, oh, I don't want a job. I don't want bills. I don't want responsibilities. Yeah. I'm just going to sit around and shit will happen. That'll be great. Yeah, that'll be great. <laughs> if you can do that, that'll be great. <laughs> That's all the secondary characters for this week's episode. Yes, indeed. I know, not many. No, not not as many as the last few weeks. But we have committed to go through every single episode. So yep. that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. That's it. Uh, we'll take another break, and then after that, we'll go through our top ten Seinfeldisms and Seinfeldia. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Don't you get it? <laughs> what are you doing here? I told you I was retiring. I moved in next door. <laughs> Kornstein died, and it's a beautiful apartment. Yeah, your uh, folks said it was for rent, so I jumped on it. <laughs> I mean, you can't live down here. This is where people come to die. <laughs> Not you. Older people. Now, Stephen, where does the wizard sit in your top 56 episodes of all time? It comes in basically in the middle at number 30. Number 30, okay. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. What was your favourite part of the episode? Uh, definitely the George and Ross's part of mm-hmm. the storyline. Yep. Um, I did make mention before the fact that I, I appreciated how they handled what can be a sensitive issue. Um, you know, I thought they handled it pretty well. And uh, yeah, it was just a, a good overall episode. Not much filler, yep. but not obviously not a classic. No, fair enough. Middle of the road. Yeah, I was the same too. My for me, it's number thirty-seven. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really love the George plot. I think it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, the episode definitely isn't a classic. No. Um, you know, it was a bit inconsistent in parts, but yeah, overall, it was enjoyable enough for sure. Yeah. And did any of the characters appear in your top ten? Oh, no, or not this 20? time. No, but I love to make special mention to Daryl. Okay. Uh, Daryl just missed out on the top twenty. Cool. Yeah, but my top ten secondary characters: are number ten, David Putty; number nine. Is Joe the fruit store owner? Number eight, Mary Cantati uh, from the baby shower. Seven is Aaron, the close talker. Uh, six is Newman. Five is Bookman. Four is Susan. Three is the soup Nazi. Two Frankensteins, and one is George Steinbrenner, awesome. reigning supreme. Awesome. Yeah, uh, I'm the same as you. None of the characters appeared in my top ten or twenty, so Sid didn't make it. Didn't make the cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my top ten: uh, Rava from the statue, Joe from the mango, Harold and Manny from the apartment, Susan Ross, uh, Sue Ellen Mishki, Celia who is Jerry's episode girlfriend in the Merv Griffin show, the record store owner from The Old Man, Jane from The Hamptons, the street toughs Bob and Cedric, and yes. number one, Alton Bennis. Alton Bennis, reigning supreme. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and if you subscribe to Patreon, so if you go to patreon.com forward slash bidwabath. For $2 a month. For $2 a month. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our first ever extra content 
uh, will be a podcast us talking about our top 10 characters in detail, why that's they are in our top 10. Yeah, exactly. Well, top 10 as of that point, yes. Yeah, that's right. And that will only be on Patreon, so you won't find that one on your RSS feeds. <laughs> no. Podcast. So no. you'll have to subscribe to Patreon, so it's only $2 a month if you want to get all that content. But if you just want to support us and say thanks, uh, you'll also get a shout-out. Uh, you know, on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you don't want to give two bucks, you can give a dollar. That's right. It's fine. Yep. And if you want to give us more than $2, we'll yeah. figure that out. Yeah, exactly. And our first and only patron so far, Tim. Thank you very much, Tim, for your support. He'll uh, he'll be getting that episode. That's right. So enjoy. You're going to get a world exclusive, Tim. How good's that? <laughs> Thank us a later. one Patreon. Yeah. One listen. It's all right. Look at those stats. Thank us later. Amazing. Amazing indeed. Seinfeldisms. Do you have anything? No, nothing for the week. Yeah, I was boring too. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's the first week where neither of us have never had any. Yeah, I know. Hey, Dad, has anything uh, Seinfeld related happened to you through the week other than watching and saying a few things in this podcast? No, not really. Not this week, mister. Okay, what about recently? Anything come to mind? No. Okay. <laughs> Three boring blokes. That's a shame. There is one item I think is I think you missed out on. Oh, what's that, Kevin? With the Rosses and the Hamptons. All oh, right. Somebody dobbed George in. Oh, that's right. Elaine did. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, yeah. No, no, we mentioned that. Um, we mentioned that Elaine. Uh, you know, the Rosses saw the, Elaine and they talked about the Hamptons house. And Elaine says, "What Hamptons house?" Yeah, yeah. 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 So it was actually Elaine. And then the Rosses, because they hate George, they just played along with it. Yeah, just to just to screw him over, humiliate him. Yeah. yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah right. Very good point, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I reckon uh, George would have been pretty unhappy with Elaine after that. Yeah. Oh, On his well. drive home, he probably would have been cursing Elaine. It's like, <laughs> fucking Elaine. And then the Rosses are like, "Yeah, boy, we got him. <laughs> you got him. Yep. You take, killed our daughter, and we humiliated you take, for five minutes. Yeah, take that, you murderous scum. <laughs> That's what they would have said." Well, manslaughter, he's gum. He yeah. didn't murder her. Oh. But he was definitely responsible. Of course. Uh, Seinfeldia. Ah, oh, Seinfeldia, yeah. I've got, it's actually, I read this before okay. we got into it. Oh, you want to read it this time? Yeah, yeah. you've read for like the last however long. Whatever. You'll love it. Read it, man. Awesome. It's great. So, Seinfeldia, we have a Seinfeld desk calendar, and every date there's a little Seinfeld fact, uh, and we always read the fact of the day of recording. So, today is Thursday, August 16th. Uh, and the fact is, in 1999, Romanian station Pro-TV ran a five-hour special commemorating a year of broadcasting Seinfeld, which had become the country's number one series. How good's that? Wow, that's in Romania. A, yeah, that's sick. Wow. Are there any Romanian uh, Bidbubas fans out there? I'm not sure. Get in touch. Get in touch. I think please. we've had some listens from Romania. Oh, who knows? Yeah. Uh, fans gathered weekly to watch the show together, just as they had in America during the show's heights of popularity. They too began using catchphrases such as yada yada. Yeah, there you wow. go. Wow. I thought so. Yada yada isn't just a Romanian word. No. Yada yada. Huh. No, not quite. Excellent. Yeah, how good's that? Really cool. Yeah, I read that and I was like, yeah. That's, that's the best Seinfeld effect for a little while. A little while, yeah. For sure. For sure. Anyway, I guess that's a very short episode of Bidwabas this week. That's right. Crazy, huh? Yep. Next week, we're staying with season nine and we're going to episode 13. So, two episodes back from this one, we're going to talk about the cartoon. Excellent. Yes. Awesome. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can. We have an email address, bidwabask, B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C podcast at gmail.com. We're available on any podcast service you have. Uh, you can get in contact with us via social media uh, at bidwabask is our handle. We have a uh, website, bidwabask.com. And finally, as we've spruiked a lot in this episode, we are now on Patreon. Uh, well, we have been for a few weeks. Uh, and if you want to support us, you can pay $2 to Australian dollars or not many lira <laughs> per month for weekly or maybe fortnightly. We're not sure yet. 
uh, exclusive content. So. Well, we're dropping something next week. That's, that's true. Gonna happen for Tim, who's for our Tim. Uh, as of the time of recording, as we mentioned, our only Patreon subscriber. So if you want to join him, yep, and get some bonus stuff, uh, you know, go don't, to Patreon.com. Don't leave Tim out in the cold. Be yeah. Tim's friend. Yeah, be our friend. Yeah, exactly. It's only costing you two dollars or maybe one dollar a month. Everyone's friend. That's right. Exactly. My name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. And next week we'll talk about the cartoon, huh? Awesome. 